and welcome to the Racing with Jason podcast. Jason Carter along with Steve McCullum. Evening. Evening. Good afternoon. afternoon. Good day. However you are listening to this. I like to thank people who listen to this in the morning, right? When they get it from their, on their phone late night, it says new Racing with Jason podcast just dropped and they check it out on the way to work. Some people would argue so they I listen to us listening. till they fall asleep, so. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Morning or evening, as long as you're listening and subscribing, we do appreciate it. But no, we uh, fresh off the hills, man. Uh, had some great racing out there at uh, Arizona, or yeah, Arizona Speedway this past weekend with the uh, S3DR late models, modif- the sport mods, the stock car guys, the mod light guys, and two, two bomber main events. And I thought the bomber main events were pretty entertaining. Yeah, it, it's funny how the last couple of weeks we've been commenting about how great the bombers have been, you know, green to checker. Pretty, pretty awesome racing in between there. And then, man, both mains last night were just uh, not just there's there's two things, right? There's a there's boring caution fest and then there's exciting caution fest. And they were definitely exciting caution fest. Yes, they were definitely exciting. Had the uh, 15 lap main to start off with. Then we did some qualifying with those guys, too. Uh, first time we've done group qualifying with the bombers. I've never seen it before. Uh, blistering speeds are returning. And then <laughs> the best part about that is they're like spread out, guys. And they're like, nope, let's go. No, they actually didn't tell them to spread out. They said, oh, they we did? want to go straight oh. out. You know, it, it hit the green. It was, it was kind of like how NASCAR was yeah. before they went back to single car qualifying. Uh, kind of like what you saw at Fontana when we went out there, you know, <laughs> was trying to work the draft. It didn't really work out in their favor, but, uh, you know. It was cool seeing uh, those guys do qualify. Uh, Mark Farns picking up both main event wins was pretty awesome to see. I got the last one on the last lap pass off of turn four. Thought he was done, man. Michael Sabowski took the lead. Didn't think there was any chance he could catch him, but he did. And uh, sure enough, went out there and won it. So congratulations to uh, Mark Farns on winning both of the main events this past weekend for the Bombers. Chaz Baca Jr., what more can you say about the kid in the mod light? He, he told me one good thing after my interview with him in victory lane. It was bringing the modified out next week, and I said, "Thank God." Yeah, because I asked some competition. You, well, that's what I asked you when the modified was coming out. I think a couple of weeks ago, because it's like, man, it's got to be about time, right? So, yep. So they finally got the modified done. I'm I I'm going to start calling him Mister Modified Mod Light here coming up if he. Keeps I know, going. right? He's just uh, making his own playground here uh, <laughs> once again. Um, but yeah, he got the, he picked up the win in that Cody center picked up the W on the uh, stock car side, which that was a great main event as well, man. Cody center and George Fransman put on a heck of a race for about 10 laps or so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was just exciting racing all around on Saturday night and they are, uh, up here at gestalt, uh, production.com and, uh, gestalt's YouTube page. And I don't believe it's hit Facebook yet, but it will be here shortly. So yeah, it'll be on there and all the fun jazz and stuff like that. So congratulations to our other two main event winners of the night as well. Uh, you had John Cornell and a great late model uh, race. Uh, he found some something up top and stuck that car up top, was able to work his way around Craig Parker. So was, that was a very exciting race. Chase Rudolph uh, and the Sport Mob Man started 14th to uh, win that main event. So congratulations to uh, Chase Rudolph as well. And I got to find out what I did with the results for uh, the other race tracks I ran <laughs> <laughs> this past week. Yeah, the, the Sport Mod, you know, I saw him. Um, you know, two weeks ago now, I guess, at Canyon Speedway. And then I saw him again this week. And it, it is amazing how they are very competitive now. And, it, you know, and they're they, bringing the most cars, man. We had 20 yeah. some cars checking those guys they, to the back. They, they're racing hard. They are, you know, 
the canyon there's a lot of cautions and whatnot but it wasn't it wasn't because of lack of trying or anything like that if anything it was on the other side where they're just being aggressive trying to trying to get compete and get places and you know just bad things were happening for them but kind of the same thing here and it, it's just exciting racing now to see these guys so we have them coming up a bunch of times coming up here pretty quickly yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. Elsewhere around Arizona, Tyler Meckel picked up an INCA modified win at Central Arizona Speedway back in the uh, 71 AZ. It was pretty cool seeing the, uh, he had a stock car out this past week with Steve Sabowski driving his old stock car. Dusty Yeager uh, picked up the win at Central Arizona Speedway in the dwarf car class. Brag Branson Lacey got the bomber m- win this past weekend down at Central Arizona Speedway. Nelson Dingus Morrow, um, pure stock A main winner. Former announcer there for a few races there. <laughs> if I believe, I don't know. He, he hit me up or I hit him up and he he got the nod for a couple races out there to announce, <laughs> I think. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I've, I've heard different things on that. I don't know if he's in there permanently or what or, or whatnot, but um, but, no, he picked but he's up, racing. Yep, he picked up the main event win in the stock car, got the car all done, booted and suited. Jake Branham got the Power 600 Series Advanced uh, win. And then Dylan Schott picked up the Power 600 uh, Restricted class win. So congratulations to those guys. And over Mojave Valley, Street Stocks went to Kevin Cox. Mini Sports went to Dylan McNone, McCown, Dylan McCown, I guess. Uh, Mini Stocks went to Shane Vasquez. Jake Pike got the mod win. And Kel Rudy got the dwarf car win. That's going to have to be one of those tracks that we make it out to when we have an open date and they're racing. Right? You know, because we talk about it all the time, and I... No idea where it's at, what it looks like. I yeah. don't see anything about never it. Never been, never seen a so, video from there. I'd have no idea yeah, so, what the track looks like. We uh, got Vado coming up. We're going to fit into an open date, uh, the plug for coming up here. And then also we have to hit Mojave Valley up. Yeah, so we do have uh, some very uh, special guests on the show today. Got uh, a few guests on the show. Uh, Rue Stone from uh, Vado F- Speedway Park is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what all is going out there in New Mexico. So he'll be on the podcast. Uh, I believe he's hanging out with Casey Schumann. Yeah, we're going to try to get Casey on uh, as well since they're hanging out together hanging out together over there in north kakalaka is that what they still call it north kakalaka I, i've never heard it called that but okay oh uh, well north carolina <laughs> what was that song that no old song take your shirt off wave it like a helicopter no clue what you're talking about there's an old rap song uh then we're also gonna have a uh, casey buckman on the podcast today as well he's got some news to uh drop for us so uh full podcast here today on the race with jason podcast but interview with Roostone from vado speedway park is coming up next Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Look no further than GestaltProduction.com. All you got to do is visit the website, click the podcast tab, and find one that fits you. Gestalt Production is also looking to help those who want their voice heard. Email them at info at GestaltProduction.com to find out more. So next Saturday night or afternoon, one of the time frames next Saturday, May 18th, uh, Vado Speedway Park is going to open up its doors for the first time ever, have an open practice for all divisions, and we got the man behind Vado Speedway, well, one of the men behind Vado Speedway on the phone right now, Rue Stone. How you doing, Rue? How you doing, Jason? Doing fantastic. I understand you're up in Charlotte right now having uh, some meet and greets, uh, leave out with uh, old Casey Schumann. Yeah, I'm here in uh, Charlotte right now. As we speak, we just finished eating some dinner. We had a little uh, prep on uh, some meetings that we're going to have with the World of Outlaws tomorrow at their headquarters with the World Racing Group and Tom Deary and Brian Carter and their staff. Um, looks like it's going to be a pretty nice little uh, deal tomorrow. I get to learn some stuff. Uh, always trying to make our uh, our racetrack better, you know, trying to learn what other people do. 
So you're obviously there because a big show, which we've already kind of talked about and alluded to a few times, uh, is coming up uh, next January. Obviously, we have the uh, Wild West Shootout late model show out in Arizona. But before they do head uh, out west to Arizona, they're going to stop off in uh, New Mexico. Yeah, we're trying to get, uh, you know, because a lot of guys are interested in racing at the new facility and, and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, trying to get more more guys to come out west. And I, I, I think that, you know, we, we did it back in the day in like 2001 when Teddy and Linda Martin and myself and Ernie Mincy and Keith Hall at Manzanese Speedway. We had a ton of cars there. So I think it'll be good. And, you know, it's going to make uh, the Wild West shootout even better than it already is because Chris Kearns and, uh, has done a heck of a job with that deal. Uh, just just trying to make it better, and, and, and they've been willing to work with us. And, of course, with the folks from Dirt on Dirt and, and all their staff, it's been really good. So uh, we're just trying to see what, what, what we can do to, to make our deal really good, and uh, that's why I'm here in Charlotte uh, meeting with the folks from the World of Outlaws. Got to dot the I's and cross the T's, as they say, right? Yeah, you you have to because you you don't want to just jump in into something new and you know my relationship with Casey Schumann, you know on our sprint car stuff and of course we we grew up together at Manzanita, um, and you know now he's a series director uh, for the World of Outlaws on the late mile side and you know we're just that's why I'm, that's why I'm here to to, to make our deal, uh, like you said, cross all of your T's and dot all your eyes. So you already kind of alluded to it a little bit. Uh, you know, you're out at Manzanita. Uh, I guess is kind of where you got your start in racing. Not too sure. Like, what got you into racing to where you're at right now? Well, you know, I was, I was literally born and raised in Phoenix. And um, and I just, when I started there, I was probably at Manzanita. I was like 9 or 10 years old. I started just hanging out. And, you know, of course, I always went there when I was a baby. Right. Uh, you know, with Larry Clark and... And even watching uh, Casey's dad, Ron Schumann, and Leland McSpadden, all my heroes, and Royal Jones. Uh, I mean, all those guys were racing at Manzanita, and I just started working my way up. I was a flagman, a corner flagman. Then I was in the flag stand with a couple of my buddies, Chris Odom, and, and things like that, and just found the love for racing and, you know, just kept doing little things here and there. And next thing you know, I've uh, running a racetrack, been running since 2012. Man, that's crazy. That's like typical like story you hear of like, you know, the crew chief in NASCAR starting to like sweeping the floors type deal all the way up to the, the, the pit box. Yeah, I mean I mean I I met Royal when I was a kid, a teenager, uh, when he would used to come and run his modified uh back in the day at Manzi and you know, we always stayed in touch and, and stuff and then two thousand nine I called Bumper his son and said, Hey man, I'm looking to become a owner operator what do you guys got to offer and the next thing you know i came over here got a truck and started running and you know paper logs and running like an outlaw and still going to races and stuff like that and december of 2012 Roll asked me if i uh, wanted to run the el paso speedway park me and my wife and, and of course i said heck yeah because uh going to e-logs wasn't going to be for me because you know you're restricted on trucking so right he knew that I had the gift for uh, talking to people and, and hustling and, and stuff like that. And, you know, coming from Manzanita was, I mean, one of the best dirt tracks in the country. I mean, we had everything there. As you well know, uh, you know, a lot of people try to copy what they used to do, and it's hard to do. But, you know, good thing the people in Arizona are trying to do it. And, 
you know, it's kind of cool that, you know, they keep the, the Western world around and stuff like that. But, uh, the, the racing has changed since then. Oh yeah, definitely. The racing has changed since then. And of course, uh, your location has changed since then. El Paso Speedway Park, I believe shut down what, a year and a half ago, two years ago. 2016 was the last season at the El Paso Speedway Park. And then, uh, of course, this past season, uh, the fall of October 2018, we shut the Southern New Mexico Speedway down. And I've been working, getting this new one done since about August of 2017. Hey, hey, Ruth, speaking of the uh, the new track here, tell us, uh, you know, your, your website's up and running. Uh, I was checking it out earlier. And tell us a little bit about the amenities at this new track for the, uh, you know, I know we focus on the racers a lot, but for the uh, spectators that are coming out there, what can they expect? Yeah, well... You know, we, me and Royal did our homework. You know, we've, we went to Knoxville together. We went to uh, different races. Of course, we've been to a lot of other racetracks, Cocopa, Manzanita. I mean, you name it, I've probably been to the dirt track. Uh, we just, we want to cater to the moms, the dads, the uncles, the aunts and stuff, you know, to where it's a family atmosphere where you can come and, and walk in six inch heels. If you want to walk in six inch heels in a skirt, uh, you're walking on concrete. You're not going to bust your ankle on some rocks or clay. Uh, and then if they want to go to the bathroom, they're not going to have to go sit in a urinal uh, of a porta potty and try to go to the bathroom. We, you know, we got enough bathrooms. We could have probably called it uh, restroom park or something. I mean, we got, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's crazy. We got we got men and women, family bathrooms, restrooms, whatever you want to call them. And it's just it's 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 really nice. We have uh, suites, air conditioner suites. They'll come with a, a cooler, a sink, a cabinet, uh, warmers. If you want to have a catering par- uh, party inside there, we'll have access to warmers. Uh, they're all air conditioning. Then we have the rooftop suites. We have a total of 32 suites all together, but six, 16 of them are done right now. Um, you know, we got eight concession stand windows, two beer bars. We don't want the long lines. Uh, we want to be able to throw the food out the windows as fast as we can and great food. Uh you know, with us being in Las Cruces area, we got some of the best burritos and green chili, right? Yeah, we we gotta have that hatch green chili, and you know, we just <laughs> we got all the musco lighting, uh, nice new catch fence. Everything's brand new except for the bleachers and some of the consistent stuff. Everything's brand spanking new. We bought all, Royal bought all the stuff from Kentucky Lake, and we uh, transferred it over here to Vado. And it's just uh, we got a lot of things on the, on the plate. We're gonna do concerts. We're going to do uh, carnivals. We're going to do a big boxing match with uh, Johnny Tapia's wife and former heavyweight champion David Rodriguez. We're going to do all, we're, it's just going to be a multi-purpose facility, not just racing. And right. uh, you know, it's 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 going to be nice. It's got grass hills in turn one and turn four. Uh, like I said, musco lighting. Uh, the pits will be well lit. You know, got concrete pads for the drivers. Um, we just try to take care of. The people that come and support us well that sounds pretty awesome man i mean i know it's been kind of a struggle here recently because you know you kind of came out like all right we'll be open at this time then you know stuff happens and then you got to post it up on the dread in the action like and I, I feel like as a promoter you know you i mean you're ready to get this thing opened up and i feel like you know the one downfall is having to post all these social media updates for everyone yeah. because not everybody is going to be so understanding like oh man don't worry it's it's going to be great when it opens there you, know, you do have some of your detractors too yeah i mean everybody's been more 
there's been more positive than more negative, you know, less negative people talking, uh, you know, they want to talk on social media about us. We just ban them from the page and, and move forward. But, uh, at the end of the day, we first impressions, everything. And, you know, just like, uh, we're, we're going to, uh, cancel the Memorial day weekend. Cause, uh, our amenities in our facilities aren't ready up on top, but we got to get that racetrack rolled in and, and done. So, uh, we're going to have play day test and tune or whatever you want to call it on May 18th. And then we'll come back the following Saturday on the 25th and run as well. And then hopefully we're ready. Uh, we needed two more transformers brought in, uh, for the lights. They came in yesterday. We got our water yesterday. Uh, we tapped into it today. It's just, you got to cross your T's and dot all your I's before you open up a facility like this. Cause like I said, it first impressions, everything. Yeah, well, definitely look state-of-the-art, seeing everything about it on uh, Facebook, social media. I know uh, even the local news channel came out there. They interviewed you and uh, talked to you about it. So, I mean, you're getting a lot of, uh, you know, awesome publicity, I feel like, out of the ordeal. And uh, definitely, you know, it's just crazy when you think of New Mexico, you don't think of something as state-of-the-art as Vado Speedway. Yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff that has to be done. you got to make sure that the, the clay adheres to uh, the material that we have down and make sure the parking lots are done and stuff like that. Are you coughing there? You, you're right. You done? <laughs> Here's some coughing. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's like it's you're out. Pollen. It's all, it's all the pollen in the air here in North Carolina. <laughs> all the green trees. All the green trees. Is it, is it green in North Carolina? It's cold. It's getting kind of chiller where we are right now in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it's chilly over there Chil- chilly's relevant but yeah it's only like 70 to 72 today or something yeah 72 degrees it's cold oh man and windy. i got off the airplane it's, it's nice here but it's humid oh yeah the humidity gets you every time so, and 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 like i was telling you earlier off the phone uh jason the turkey ball race that we're gonna have the friday night practice and saturday and sunday after Thanksgiving is going to be uh, probably one of the best races that you're going to see, um, you know, in our region. You know, we uh, we got a ton of midgets coming, and, of course, the non-wing sprint cars, and, of course, our local wing uh, 305s already getting some of the Amarillo and Lubbock guys are interested in coming over. So that weekend is going to be good before we kick off the 2020 season with the uh, late model deal. Man, it's already crazy talking about 2020 already here in uh, the month of May. Um, but speaking of, you know, just some things coming up, you know, do you have the two test and tune sessions? Is that going to be open to spectators to come watch? Or uh, what's the deal there? Well, the grandstands were still uh, tweaking out some stuff on the main concourse. And uh, we got to do some trimming up up there with uh, some of the uh, seating areas and stuff. We just don't want to have somebody come in and follow and make sure everything's done and done correctly and you know the pits will be open uh we'll have all the lights on of course because we're practicing at night and we got a uh, new nascar style uh safety lights on the track we got to make sure those are all working make sure all the muscle lights stay on for five six hours at a time you know make sure there's no hiccups there we just you got to make sure that the track like i said earlier you gotta make sure the track is good because that's one thing we thrive on is a as a nice uh good dirt track and you got to have good PA too for me. Yeah, uh, I, I guess Ruben's going to be doing the Hell Tour again this year, and uh, so I might be asking you like last year to come over and give us a hand. 
Well, definitely. Uh, you know, can't wait to see, uh, you know, what everything is all about out there. Well, because I was actually surprised last year, uh, my first time out to Southern Mexico Speedway during the summer, uh, last year, that July 4th show, we had the Power I-305s I and mean, it was a packed house. You had an awesome fireworks show. I was like, holy crap. Like you guys do things right out here. Yeah, we, we, we try to do, do things, you know, we're not braggers, but you know, that's one thing that Royals taught me, uh, since I've been working for them, we don't brag about nothing. We just do it. And, and have fun and uh and just try to take care of our our customers their customers we try to treat everybody like you're when you walk in our front gate it's disneyland i like it disneyland with race cars hey you want to talk to you want to talk to my little brother is your little brother over there surprise casey schumann appearance here yeah hang on a second let's get him hello what's up casey Oh, not much. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Uh, Rue was saying you're starting to look like a late model guy, getting kind of a uh, pudgy. Hey, hey, hey! Come on now. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's not one to be talking about people being pudgy. <laughs> no, nah, man. So how's the transition been doing the uh, series uh, director now for the World of Outlaws? It's actually pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is is the same as we've always done, whether it's sprint cars or midgets, and and. Um, but there's there's some new stuff too. I mean, some of the some of the way they do things is a little bit different. So it's it's been a, a learning experience for sure. What's been the uh, toughest transition for you so far? Um, honestly, just learning the cars and the drivers and teams, and you know, I mean, that's it's all new to me. I mean, I didn't really know any of them going into this. So um, you know, learning the, the the drivers and teams is is a big deal, and and just learning a lot more about these cars. I mean, there's there's so much more to them than. Than just uh, than what it looks like from the outside. So, you know, learning some of that stuff and, and getting a crash course on on what all that all the suspension does and and you know the tech side of it. But um, it's been cool. I mean, they, you know, they put on some really good races so far. And and if we can just get Mother Nature to to help us out a little bit, um, you know, we'll get get the season rolling. Uh, that's like one thing that bones me out when I like flip through Twitter on the weekends. It's pretty much, I feel like everybody not on the uh, the left coast is like. Oh, Mother Nature got us raining out again. How much does that <laughs> affect? Because, I mean, a lot of times with the Outlaw guys, don't they, like, do, like, uh, make updates and stuff later on in the year? Or is it just, like, we're done? Like, how does all that work out? Well, I mean, we try to, to uh, you know, find a, a date that makes sense for, you know, not only the, the track, but for the series and our, our racers. So, uh, you know, I mean, we've been lucky that a couple of them early early in the year that we've had rain out, we, we found some holes and, and got to put them in some certain places. And, and uh, you know, luckily we found a few, but there's I'm sure there's going to be some that we can't find. So um, we try and do everything we can to, to accommodate the track and, and make it a successful event. So let's talk some football. Uh, you're a big Cardinals guy. How, how you feeling about Kyler Murray? Uh, well, I'm, I I feel much better going into this year than I did last year. So, um, you know, if anything, it's going to be exciting to watch. You know, I, I don't feel like there was a lot of exciting going on last year. So uh, this this will definitely be exciting. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on on the field for sure. Steve had some exciting times last year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Don't even get me started on this. Uh, yeah, so don't even get me started on the Cardinals. You'll hear some anger. Hey, um, why you're from Rattlesnake Bend, Arizona? Why do they call it that uh, instead of Gila Bend? <laughs> because it's not Gila Bend; it's Rattlesnake Bend. Uh, is that two separate two places? places? Is it? I uh, see that. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was in the same area, but I just always assumed it was Gila Bend. And this, when I see it's, that, no, it's right in between Yuma <laughs> and Page. It's, it's uh, right in there. 
Uh, yeah, because I was like, man, where's Rattlesnake Bend at? Like, isn't that over by Gila Bend or whatever? So I was just, I was just curious. That, that's that's of your bio that I picked out. That I was like, oh, it's okay. a sleep, it's a sleepy little town. You, you blink and you drive through it. <laughs> Much like Gila Bend, obviously. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So doing the series directing stuff now, man. How often do you uh, get back into a sprint car? And uh, do you feel like uh, getting into late models next on the horizon? Uh, you know, I haven't got to race a whole lot. Um, you know, I, I might've run 15 or 20 races last year and, and, you know, I'm still doing the war sprint car stuff and, and along with the, the late model stuff. So I really won't have a lot of time to do much this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still do a little bit and, um, we've, I've definitely talked to a few teams about getting in a late model and, and seeing what it's all about and, and, you know, getting to go play with one of those a little bit too. So that'll be cool. Um, you know, my racing is, is definitely slowing down a little bit right now, but it's cool. We got a, a lot of fun things and, and new exciting stuff on the horizon. So it, it's a pretty cool transition. I feel like getting into one of those late models would actually help you more. So as a series director, right? Like just kind of understanding those cars, kind of what they go through and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, like a lot of times so far this year, we've, you know, I've talked to some of the drivers and stuff and, you know, maybe some of them don't, don't know anything about my background and, you know, I, so I can, I can relate a lot to them about racing, you know, and some of the right. stuff that's going on on the racetrack. But, you know, when it comes to the, what the cars are doing and, and, you know, specifically a late model, I, I have no idea. So I've done it on iRacing and I'm horrible. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I have no clue what they're going through. So I got to ask how, how the wife, how the kids, everything going good back home? Everything's, everything is good. Everything is good. Um, you know, we just, we moved into a new place and, Sawyer's two and a half years old now and got quite an attitude and, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having fun with uh, with her and, and um, you know, unfortunately this year we're going to have to split some time up to where Brooke is, Brooke is going to do a lot of the war stuff while I'm out doing the outlaw stuff. So uh, this year will be a little bit rough on us, but, you know, we need to – we we had commitments to that deal too and, and we want to make sure it goes well. So we'll uh we'll sacrifice a little bit this year and then hopefully you know by the by the end of the year we'll have a good team in place with the war deal to where maybe we don't have to go quite as much yeah definitely well uh looking forward to it i know you and rue are doing some meetings right now get you guys out a little bit closer to us so uh looking forward to seeing what all comes from that yeah it'll be cool i mean it, we, we got some meetings tomorrow to do some really cool stuff you know with the outlaw deal and and uh i'm excited to do some of the stuff you know our 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 power eye stuff and doing the sprint car stuff there at Votto, it's going to be really cool i mean they've got a, a pretty cool little a race series that they're going to do and pay some really good money and a nice point fund and so it's it's cool it's it's neat to to work with rue on on the new place and and it's cool you know 20 years ago we were just hanging out around manzanita slinging t-shirts and stuff and now you know, he's, he's got a big, nice new racetrack that he's taking care of, and, and I'm trying to help him get a couple of new series in there and, and build it up. So it's a pretty cool deal. And you are the first Casey to be on the show today. We're actually going to have Casey Buckman hop on a little bit later on with some news. Uh, nice. Do you have a, a, a question for Casey Buckman? I, I asked the Facebook crowd, but they all just had, like, dirty questions. Yeah, they were so. all dirty. <laughs> um, man, I don't off the top of my head. I don't know. Killing me. Killing me. Uh, yeah, this is your job. You're supposed to be asking the questions. <laughs> I always like to get like other people ask questions though too. You know, like some fans, <laughs> some drivers, that's, stuff like that. That's his secret. Is Jason relies on everybody else. That's yeah. the secret he's letting out right Matthew, now. What, what is his favorite Mexican food place in Phoenix? Favorite Mexican food I mean, place in Phoenix. There's only a million of them, but what was yours? Let's get, let's, mine, I would say Serrano's. Serrano's. Serrano's was, was my go-to. 
Steve's shaking his head in uh, approval. I, I'm not a big Serrano's fan, but I, I get it. It's very popular. Yes, I, I don't think it. I've had Serrano's. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. I went to a Buenos like on Cinco it. de Mayo. That was pretty good. Had some margaritas. Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm not into abuelos, but any Mexican food is good. There's just some that are better than others. <laughs> do, do you miss the late night stops at Filiberto's after a race? Oh my God, yes! <laughs> I tell everyone if they would open one of these back here in in, in Indiana or something, they'd be a gold mine. Oh yeah, so especially keep that thing open twenty four seven. Those carne asados fries will be flying off the shelves. Exactly. I haven't got anyone to do it yet, but I, at some point we will. <laughs> Jason's like, idea. Idea. We're about to go in the Philly bees industry. Yes. (laughs) All right, Casey. We'll appreciate you uh, hopping on your little impromptu there. Uh, Looking forward to great things from you on the outlaw side with late models and as well as the uh, power eye side. All right, man. I appreciate it. Is he putting Rue back on? (laughs) (laughs) Now we sit here and wait. (laughs) Uncomfortable silence. Hello? You, you done with the bathroom yet? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, I'm good. I was sitting here listening <laughs> to Casey read a script. Uh, was that was that all script right there? I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's he's polished, man. He's got it down at least. That's good. Yeah, he's got it down. That's what happens when you go to Corona High School. Right? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Corona. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Corona. He went to Corona. I went to South. And what school did you go to, Jason? I won the. Uh, was it Rich or whatever it was called? Rich? I, I went to Texas, man. Burl- Burleson High School. We got to the uh, semifinal game hey, once. You talk like this all the time? We got to the semifinal game once and got our asses kicked by Denton Ryan, 40 to 3. <laughs> I went. Are you, still, are you still recording here? Yeah. You want me not to be? <laughs> oh, no. We're good because you got to watch what I say because I'm, I'm a whole former truck driver. Hey, we, we, that's why we got the bleeps. You went, you went to South High, you said? Yes, sir. I went to South Mountain High School yeah, in 1993. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say. You must have been early 90s. So, yeah, I was Dobson High in 95. So, yeah. So, I, I'm more in the Corona ilk than I am the South Mountain ilk. What year did you graduate, Casey, or did you graduate? Seven. He graduated in 97. Yeah, all right. So, we're all in the same area there. Yeah, same area. 05, what up? And, and, then, we got, and then we got baby Jason over o, here. 05, stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just made that one up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Screeching halt. So, uh, looking ahead at the Vado schedule, when, it do, when we do finally open up the gates, man, what race this year are you looking f- most forward to? To be honest with you, I always <laughs> like the Fall Nationals because uh, it brings some of the best modified drivers, but I'm also looking to see one of our local racers, Johnny Scott, uh, try to clinch the championship to the modifieds. You know, we we have some of the best modified drivers. I, I mean, it's my opinion uh, that come out of our track. You know, you had the Scott boys, uh, you know, Stormy Scott's runner, the Lucas Oil late models. Uh, you know, he's uh, got a younger, he's a younger brother, twin brother. Uh, Johnny won the USMTS championship last year. He's going to be at, back at home racing until he gets his uh, racing program figured out because it sounds like he might be going to late models as well. Um, so I would say the fall nationals, and now right after that, you know, of course, me being from Manzi and being an open-wheel guy, the midget show uh, and the non-wing 360 sprint cars and the wing 305s is going to be a stellar weekend. I mean, we already got commitments from a ton of teams on the midgets. 
you know, Casey's connections and Kenny Brown's from the power ideal. Uh, I, I think we'll, we'll be doing pretty good because it's paying on Sunday, 10,000 to win 600 to start on the, on the midget. So, uh, you know, Christopher Bell is going to be there. Kyle Larson, uh, all of Keith Coons cars, uh, talked to Brad Nossinger the other day. He told me he was bringing three cars with David Gravel, uh, Brady Bacon, and, um, who else is the other guy? CJ Leary. Uh, he'll be there. And of course, Andy Rainbow said he'd bring a couple of his, uh, 369 week sprint cars. So it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, bummed I can't make it out there whole weekend, but I'll definitely be out there on that Sunday. Yeah, because it's not a, nothing but a five hour drive from, uh, from ET there, you know. Uh, I think the 360 ASCS uh, Copper Classic is going to be a good good show. We normally would go to that after we left Turkey Night watching the midgets, but, you know, uh, we're going to be running Saturday and Sunday over at our track, so it's going to be kind of cool. And, and I'm telling you right now, all your race fans that haven't been out to New Mexico in November, late November, it gets cold, so uh, very cold. might want to book up a suite right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it does get it does get chilly, but you know we're gonna start a little early. Uh, it's gonna, you know, you can look at our website, and see the uh, start times on it, VatoSpeedwayPark.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. But it's it's gonna be a good show, Jason Carter. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Roostone, and always good to have you on, man. I always love seeing you at the pits. I don't know what it is, but I feel like every time I'm on a racetrack here lately, I see you. You need something to do on the weekend, so we got to hear me get Vado Speedway uh, Park open. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's getting real boring, and it's getting costly, you know, because I'm like a druggie. That's the way I get my fix is watching race cars, you know, so. Oh, I hear you. And, you know, it's kind of cool, uh, you know, me having relationships with the folks at Manzanita, you know, and. It was kind of cool. Keith Hall, the old former owner of Manzanita, uh, always likes to stop in and look at our facility and give us pointers. You know, he's 80-something years old, and he still moves around like he's 20. (laughs) Has anybody ever gave you a pointer? You know, I I, kind of relate it to, like, having a baby where every parent wants to give you a pointer on how to be a parent. You're just like, shut up, go away. Uh, Have you had any of those? When he comes, I'm like a sponge. I try to take up all the information I possibly can. Awesome stuff, man. Well, you are definitely a student to the game. You're always out the racetrack when you're not running. Uh, like I said, man, I see, uh, I've seen a lot of you here lately. So, uh, definitely looking forward to getting Votto open, uh, next weekend, uh, with the test and tune and also the weekend after that. And then, uh, what are we, are we projecting out of date yet for, uh, opening race weekend? Yeah, we're looking, I mean, we could technically open tomorrow, but we just got to make sure, uh, cause we, you know, racetracks, uh, you know, need the concession stand and the beer stands open and we're just waiting for the fire marshals and stuff to come down from Santa Fe because it is on state land. The county guys can't really do anything for us. I mean, right. they've been stellar with us, but we just got to make sure everything's open. When we open that place in the front, people are going to say, wow, you know. Uh, so we just got to, I mean, the racetrack, cars can get on it in a couple of days if Dean would get the track. Uh, done in a couple of days he he we could actually have cars on probably this weekend but you know you as a racetrack promoter and a manager you you, you got to make your money in the front gate the back gate the side gate and uh the concession stand the beer stand so you got to have it all open i mean it's kind of like going to a baseball game uh you can't go to a baseball game without a pitcher and a catcher so uh you got to have it all well if we could go with june 8th i think that's my free date here that'd be awesome to uh have it open so i can come out there and check it out 
you know, we look forward to having you uh, sooner, but uh, uh, hopefully the weekend after Memorial Day weekend, we can kick this place off and, and get it going. All right, Rue. Well, I cannot wait. Make sure you go to VadoSpeedwayPark.com. Check out the latest and greatest. Also, like them on Facebook at Vado Speedway Park. Uh, they'll be posting up all their updates and all that jazzness. Thank you, bro. Thank you. So that was Casey Schumann and Rue Stone, or I guess that was Rue Stone with special guest appearance <laughs> by Casey Schumann. I, I don't know what, what you want to say there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, they were both on. We'll just put it that way. So, I mean, that's exciting uh, news for the New Mexico racing fan there. And uh, definitely check out his website. I mean, you know. VadoSpeedwayPark.com. Yeah. VadoSpeedway's going to look awesome, man. And it it. I didn't realize they were going to do other events there because I was asking you, like, you know, how, how are they going to make money on this place? Right. Cause, you know, a lot of money's going into it. It looks impressive. The number one complaint you get at dirt tracks, at least the Arizona ones I've been to. Bathrooms? Bathrooms. Because yes. when you go to Paris, they have regular bathrooms, you know, and even Casa Grande has regular bathrooms here. You got some plumbing. You know, but Tucson, yeah, you we go have, here. We have some plumbing down yeah. there. There's some first issues yeah. that first week. It was a little backed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's the exciting thing is you're just, you're going to increase your, you know, Girl, women are going to want to go with their guys now. Um, like he said, you know, it's not dirt when you walk in. It's concrete, so you can show up in heels. And that was the main to. thing, too, with just Arizona Speedway. We put that uh, portable. Jonah put that yes, little portable one huge. in there for the women. And he's like, you know, this is for the women, women only. And yeah. this, so, like, actually I had to make a Facebook post about, hey, women <laughs> or ladies, whatever. <laughs> that, that sounded weird. But, uh, you know, like, hey, yeah. hey, ladies, guess what we have here? But, I mean, you know, we, you know, we... Back in the day, what was that, about five, six years ago, we did that one party suite uh, at Canyon. I mean, uh, Doug Stugmiller worked on that to get that going. And I don't know how successful that was. It's not there now, but it's not It's not there because uh, nobody not, was not using it. Not there because it. nobody's using it. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, there because and then, the, uh, the mini you know, tornado. USA Raceway has that uh, VIP area that, uh, you know, spectacular when you go in there before and after the races. And I've never been in there during a race. I go in there during working. a race. That's my, uh, my bathroom stuff. Pretty full. Because I walking down the stairs uh it kind of depends like uh you know obviously still trying to get the word out about usa raceway it, that's true you know it can be fuller uh you know we get some bigger shows and stuff it'll be it'll be full but, but i ain't gonna lie to you i mean if i was going to go to a race and that was an option that would be the option that i would choose as opposed to sitting outside in the stands you know and uh things like that it, you know i'd pay a little bit more for that situation there just for the inside so you know he's God, he's got a ton of sweets coming up. What do you say? Was 32 sweets? 16, got 16 of them done right now, man. Like, I cannot wait to go out there. And I was no joke. If he opens up June 8th, um, I'm V line down there. You coming with me? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, uh, yeah. X has the kids those two weeks, so I'm, I'm available. I just got to be at Billy Bob's at some point. I got to look up that date, but um, <laughs> get our summer plans ready here. Summer plans ready. Um, I got, I got a, I got a date. Uh, you know, tonight um, you got a date. No, what? no, I got a date. Uh, you know, following uh, Midland and a summer tour this year. At Billy Bob's. <laughs> Billy Bob's. <laughs> you know, I'm, what is that when you follow a band over the summer? A groupie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be a groupie. For, I, uh, if I don't get a restraining order by the end of June, I'm gonna be disappointed. Well, awesome. Every other half those guys. We got Casey Buckman coming up next. Missed the race this past weekend? No worries. You can catch up on all the door banging, slide job throwing action at GestaltProduction.com. Gestalt Production specializes in race videos, but is also looking to help your small business grow. For more information, visit GestaltProduction.com and subscribe to their YouTube page. So, you got some pretty big news you want to break? Yeah, yeah, we've uh, got everything together and. Looks like we're going to uh, be running in the final Hoosier 100 at the Indy Fairgrounds. And who you're running with? 
uh, we're running our own car. Um, still putting the motor package together right now. We got a couple options, but uh, it'll be our car. It's an ex Terry Bab car that we went and got out of Illinois and have uh, have been putting it together. You know, my dad's been been working away on it. He's been babying that thing. He's as he's as excited to go and and own a car in the Hoosier Hundred as I am to drive in it. So it's it's been a good deal. It's been you know cool to to get excited about going racing again. Right. And that's like one of the cool things too. I mean, you look up some old stories. I was, you know, telling somebody's like, like, Oh, he got on the podcast this week. And, you know, just some random people that, you know, wouldn't break news. I was like, Oh, you know, I got this guy, Casey Buckman, he's running the Hoosier hundred. So he wants to like break the news. And like, what's that? And I was like, it was literally the like Indy 500. Then it was Hoosier hundred for like most prestigious race in the month of May. That, that was me, Jason. That was me that said it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I, I was giving Steve some, some cred there. Leaving that one, no names. <laughs> <laughs> but not Casey, uh, of course, you know, you used to drive some, uh, some dirt tracking stuff out here in Arizona. I uh, haven't seen the track. Uh, I think last year came out, did a few races, nothing too much. Of course, uh, doing the full-time gig now, uh, wild horse pass, which we'll talk to in a little bit but uh you know who's your hundred i mean what does this race mean to you obviously being the final one it's got to bring uh, some extra uh oomph to it i guess no it you know it, it means everything um you know we've talked about doing a crown car the last couple years and talked with joe dev back in india about it and putting some stuff together and this was kind of right place right time for this car um, so we actually got the car a few months ago and, you know, our, our original plan was to kind of take this year to take our time with it, do it right, piece everything together the way we wanted it. And then, you know, month, month and a half ago when the news broke that the fairgrounds weren't going to host the Hoosier hundred anymore at the Indy mile, um, we kind of threw everything together last second and have been trying to make it happen. It's, you know, you, my family has, you know, a lot of history on the open wheel side with the month of May back in Indy on the Indy car side and on the silver crown side. So it was, you know, something that when we saw the opportunity to go do it, it meant everything, you know, like you'd kind of alluded to it, you know, we used to do a ton of racing and have scaled back the last couple of years. So to go do something different and exciting and obviously a little, a little sad being the last one we're we're excited to go do it though. Yeah, definitely looking forward. Actually, I was scrolling through the old uh, your Facebook trying to find a good picture. Saw you uh, 2018 uh, Carb Day hanging out yep. at Indy, yep. man. I mean, yep. I've been to the 500 before. I don't know. Did you go to the 500 last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We it, were there the whole week. That's just such an awesome, not just the race itself, but like just all the sights and sounds going into the race. I want to get to a Carb Day. I think that would probably be like the highlight of the week for me. But uh, right. it's just so awesome to just be in Indy during that week. No, and it's, you know, it's one of those things you go to, if you were to go to a, a NASCAR race here at, at ISM on a NASCAR weekend, it's awesome while you're there and, you know, everyone's in party mode and race mode. And then you get three or four miles outside the track and it's like no one even knows there's a racetrack. Right. And the entire week, you know, the entire month, but especially the week of the Indy 500 when there's, you know, the Holman race, the Hoosier 100, Carb Night, Carb Day, there's so much going on. You know, the whole town really, really rallies behind it and everyone's got their flags out and everyone's race bound. And I mean, you can just 
feel the excitement no matter where you go the entire week. So it's it's a place like no other for sure. And I think that was probably the cool thing is, you know, walking up to the track from the parking lot, you know, where, mm-hmm. where we parked at and everybody's outside their house at like 6 a.m., 6.30, just pounding beers oh, yeah. already getting the party oh, yeah. started. Like, heck yeah, these are my people right here. <laughs> right, right. No, it's, you know, and it's, you get, you get, all those sides of it, you have, you know, Indiana's a, a racing state anyways, and you get all those people ramped up about, you know, the, the biggest race of the year, and then you throw in there, you know, there's concerts going on in the snake pit, and there's just such an, such an atmosphere that whether you're a race fan, not a race fan, it becomes a destination, and I think that's something that, you know, a lot of other races around the country right now could really take note of. It was funny, actually. I talked to someone a few weeks ago. Zach Brown's playing out there on Saturday night. And they're like, I'm going to see Zach Brown, man, at uh, ISM. Thought uh, that'd be cool, you know, wrap your alley, you know, and you about the racetrack. I was like, oh, you staying for the race? And they're like, what race? I was like, oh, my gosh, really? Exactly. (laughs) But no, like you said, like, it doesn't matter. People just go out there and have a good time. Uh, So it's definitely awesome. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit uh, about your uh, racing career itself. You know, like you said, you have been kind of taking – a few steps back. I remember when I first saw you, just a young, a young buck out there. Uh, we'll play on words. Um, <laughs> doing uh, you know, the, the wing stuff, I believe it was when I first met you down at Canyon yeah. Speedway Park. And we kind of talked about, man, I want to see you do some non-wing stuff. And, you know, you kind of looked at your dad. Your dad kind of looked back and said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so why the change now with the Silver Crown deal? <laughs> so, you know, we've, uh, you know, the wing deal kind of came about because, that's what we had, you know, when I came up, you know, just like most through the quarter midget deal and through the go-kart deal. And then, uh, you know, when it, when I turned 16 and it came time to go big car racing, uh, Lowell Karsten helped us out a lot. And at the time he had wing stuff, um, you know, and it was still, I'll say, you know, we were at that point, I think that was 2012. So we were still only a couple years removed from Manzanita closing. And as everyone know, that really kind of shortened everything in the Arizona sprint car region up. A lot of guys were going to California. A lot of guys were doing the New Mexico thing. Um, so it was kind of a mix of, of what we had available to us as far as, you know, and then, obviously what was going on around the state and locally. So, you know, we did the wing deal and um, really found success when we started doing our own stuff and running the family car in, in 2014, won our first feature and then ran the full deal the next year and won a feature, had some podiums. Um, and honestly, what kind of derailed everything was, you know, we're, we weren't really equipped to be running as much as we were running in, in 16. We were running with some wore out stuff. And, you know, anyone will tell you when you're running, you know, 10th to 12th every night, that's not nearly as fun. And when, when you're in the top five battling for wins. So, you know, 17 and 18, we kind of ran periodically. And I ended up, you know, like you alluded to, working full time at Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park. So now that takes up most of my weekends. Um, so the, the crown schedule kind of fits right into what we want to do. You know, most of, most of, um, the weekends that I have available to go race are summer. 
summer dates when it's slower out here and the crown schedule is pretty much centralized around the summer so getting to uh to align that schedule and then just going and doing something different and exciting you know versus you know just running the local sprint car races is our main draw there yeah, I kind of, kind of, you know, hear that excitement in your voice when you were talking about going out and running the Hoosier 100 that you were excited to get back to the racetrack. And, you know, it seems like, you know, like you said, going out here on 10th and 12th every weekend doesn't really get you excited to go run your local show. I mean, although it'd be fun to, you know, right. go out there and race, it's still like, man, running 12th, running 12th, like what the heck we got to do here to keep up with these guys. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that. And like you said, working at uh, Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park. Is that the correct name? The full yeah. name there? <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> so, so what, what kind of got you into uh, that side of a uh, race and there they just had the uh the flat track uh, motorcycle series out there a few weeks ago it looked yep. like a pretty fun thing saw the highlights a lot of uh, nhra drag racing going on out there too um uh, are you a big drag racing guy now well you know i mean i've i you know i always grew up around there when it was firebird you know i never right. had the the interest to get involved you know of it on the driving side you know i've always always loved you know the indy car route and the sprint car route um kind of open wheel route but uh no you know the the opportunity came up a couple years ago um to kind of come back and and help them out they weren't they weren't very strong with employees that actually had a motorsports background and um you know luckily i think the team that we've assembled there now you know it's a it's a small group of us but i think in the last six months if you ask fans or or drivers that are out there with us on a weekly basis we've made huge improvements as a facility um huge focus on on bringing in new events like the arizona super tt that we just had with the american flat track series so it's an exciting time but you know my my give up in that respect is from late september to early may every year i'm at you know the track working every weekend i'm not driving anymore so that's that's the give up and it's been a tough one yeah, definitely. Uh, man, I remember when I was up in Illinois just doing the the drag racing stuff. I mean, I like, you know, the, the weekly drag racing stuff we had. It was like boom, 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 boom. But then you go to these like NHRA shows, which is like awesome to see and feel, you know, just cars going 350 miles per hour down a, you know, a straight path. You're like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. You feel your teeth rumble. But just the setup to get there bored the heck out of me. It, it was like when you see some like really awesome heat racing. And then they just say, all right, guys, we're going to prep the track, going to a break for 20 minutes. You're like, oh, what the heck? Right, right. <laughs> and God forbid somebody crashes, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you're looking at like another hour and a half cleanup. Like it's, <laughs> it's a slow burn, man. It's a slow burn. Right, right. <laughs> no, and it's, it's something, you know, I think NHRA has done a good job of in the, in the recent years with their, you know, I think, you know, you actually as a, as a team get docked points if you oil the track down now to where you get that you know they've got it down to about a you know 15 to 20 minute cleanup routine now um but it actually docks the team points so i mean there's you know it gives it more incentive to make sure that you know everything you have is right and you know like you said with the local stuff i mean you know we have an incredible team with us week to week that you know when we have one pair that's towards the end of the track and shut down we've got another pair pulling into the beams and behind them we're running another pair into the burnout box so it's almost like we have three pair going at any given time and it's like you talk about with the bracket deal man it's just boom 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 so looking back uh 
Steve might not know this, but when I uh, decided to become a young podcaster, uh, actually, you know, man, used to watch you and uh, the burrito used to do some things, you know, uh, kind of keeping uh, motorsports kind of relevant with uh, what was it motorsports weekly. We had mine and, and Aragon's deal was I think we called it the Saturday Motorsports Setup. Um, and, you know, before that, I'd gotten involved with, uh, with Kurt Hansen's race central radio and, and television program. And I mean, I think it, at one point it was overload. Like I, you know, we, he had me on as a guest and he liked me. So we partnered up on one show and before long, I think I was on with him on NBC sports. I was on the KFNX deal and then burrito and i jumped in and said well let's do our own deal too on top of that so at one point we had shows going on everywhere but uh you know like i was telling you before we started it's you know it, it's like a full-time job man so <laughs> i commend you guys both for uh for sticking in there and 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 doing this because it is something that i think we need locally it's a it's a racing town man and we we need someone to hold it down no. Oh, you looked at me like you had something to say. Like, <laughs> no. See, we're, we're, we're still learning the cues of each other, too. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's it's, like the it's, hardest it's part. It's been a year and a half, and we're still learning. Yeah, that, that's got to be, that was the hardest part, you know, just for us. I mean, still getting the cues. I'm like, oh, do you have something to say? Oh, no. Did you have something to say? Like, uh, what? I'll give him like this signal, and he'll be like, what, what did you mean by that? And I'm like, I meant, you know, that just go. Like, you know, like, we got to write on some, some whiteboards and everything <laughs> like that. I mean, I remember those days. We had them, we were writing on pieces of paper and throwing them at each other. Well, oh, that's what. I, I get you guys. We have I some good guys. We have some good stories on that where we had a couple interviews where Jason's like writing stuff down like for for to ask or whatnot and I'm like I don't know what that means and then <laughs> it, you know then right right toward the end when it's too late to ask it it's like oh I get it now. <laughs> See, so, so Jason's trying to help you out and you're over here screwing yourself yeah. out of it. I he, he just keeps spinning himself out. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. no he's like, a, he's like a dwarf car over here. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not a secret that um I like racing. I like the concept of racing, but I am not a racing fan per se. So I'm like the, I'm like the casual racing guy. So I know, I know enough to sit down with, uh, you know, a diehard or whatnot, like NHRA, like what you do out there. I can, I can sit down and talk to you about that and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, but in actuality, I have no clue. So that's kind of like my background. So that's why I kind of come off with the the weirder questions or the business side of the questions and things like that, which was going to actually lead me to my next question. Going back to the, um, was it the Hoosier 500? Hoosier 100. 100, 100. So, yeah. So what does it take to get geared up for, for that? Uh, I know you talked about, you know, having to get the car ready in a hurry, but in terms of money and, you know, sponsorship, stuff like that, what does it take to gear up for that one race coming up? You know, it, to do it and do it right, it, it takes a lot. You know, it's it's like anything else. Racing so monetarily and budgetarily screwed up right now. I mean, it, it takes a lot. Um, and you know, we've we've been we've been blessed to partner with a, a great foundation here recently, the Live Like Lexi Foundation um, and group. They've you know, it was essentially started from an individual who, at 13 years old, saw um, kind of the direction of of the of the world as far as the bullying deal. And you know, she was created anti-bullying platforms and and ways for people to talk about it and and build awareness for that. Um, and we've partnered with them, and it's it's been a great partnership. I'm really looking forward to unveiling the car, um, helping you know spread the word about them, 
Um, and through our relationship with them, we've got uh, Santan Ford that jumped on board, Marley's Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, you know, personally for me as a driver, uh, Steve down at the race shack and paint by Steve, you know, he's always done my helmets, always done my dad's helmets, but they've, they've helped me out with a, a fire suit and some Nomex and, you know, all of that goes a long way when you're talking about, you know, a, a family operation trying to get there and go do something like that. So, you know, it's from that side, it's kind of all hands on deck right now. And there's a couple more partnerships, uh, in the wings that, that we hope to announce here in the next week or two, cause we're down to it. You know, we're, we're shipping the car off next week. So it's, uh, it's been a crunch to say the least. So you mean ship the car off? Like, are you not going with the car? No. So the car is going to leave before me, um, goes back to goes back to that damn real job thing i'm stuck here until uh, monday night the 20th i believe so i get in at like two in the morning indie time and then we'll be there to finalize everything all day tuesday wednesday and then show up and sign in on thursday morning so we're uh we're excited for it well, the good thing for you is the weather here is uh, usually not crappy, so you can fly out. That's why I always right. I hate seeing all these guys in like the Midwest. Like, I was going to go race, but I'm stuck here at the airport and stuff like that. It's like, oh, man. Well, how about, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think Brooke Tatnell, he was, I think he got screwed that yeah. way. He His flight to Australia for that World Series of Sprint Car deal, he got snowed in and missed like the first round or two. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, hopefully we get uh, hopefully we get good weather and we're all good on that and get there and uh, get the car all finalized and get me uh, any final fittings and adjustments, fire it, make sure everything's good, and, uh, and then go play. It does, <laughs> so being being that tight, you know, I obviously understand you. You know, you can't like you said, you can't motor home back there and spend a week getting ready. So. How does that add to the extra? Is it just going to be adrenaline for this race, or is, does that just add extra stress? Uh, you know, making sure it's ready, or is it just once you're once you're locked in and strapped down, you're just you know you're in your zone and you're just out there to go. It, it won't add anything to it. I mean, it's definitely you know beforehand. I would say right now is probably the most stressful time, trying to make sure that we have everything lined up, get everything ready, get all the parts we need. Uh, you know, find find some extra money that you know really goes a long way for us. This is this is the stressful time right now. And then you know when we're there, you know we're we're realistic with our goals. Um, you know this has been a last second thrash. Um, I would imagine, based on what I've heard, you know I wouldn't be surprised if there were fifty or sixty cars signed in. Um, so you know our our goal is to go there, be a part of it. If I were to to time in or run through the last chance race and be able to to make it and compete in the final Hoosier hundred at the fairgrounds, that would be my goal, you know, if, if we could make the feature. So if we can if we can make the feature and we can run all night, then we've more than done what we're capable of. And stay out of Bobby's way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did did, did, did you see that video? No. Oh man, I, I don't know who Bobby Santos was yelling at, but he was yelling at somebody. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, yeah. Him and uh, Aaron Pierce got together. Yeah, that's who it was Pierce. Yeah, yeah. That, that was. And uh, Aaron, you know, Aaron's actually helping us out too. Aaron's sending us a flywheel. So when I say it's all hands on deck, it's all hands on deck. 
that's just crazy. You know, like the relationships that you see that just get built within the racing community, you know, like it seems like people, you know, everywhere kind of like know somebody wherever they're at. Like, I mean, you're talking here to like these local guys and they're like, Oh yeah, we got so-and-so coming in for this race to run our car. Like, well, you know him? Like <laughs> you're able to get oh, him, you know, it's like, what the it's, heck? It's just a big community, uh, not know, just locally, even, but across the nation. Oh yeah. And I mean, even, you know, I think my girlfriend basically said the same thing. Cause I was just, you know, in, in a thrash for a motor. Cause unfortunately, you know, the motor that we own is, is getting prepared and we didn't expect to have it ready until the fall. Cause we were just using this as a building here. So, I mean, I've been on the phone with, you know, everyone from Davey Hamilton to Aaron Pierce and Kevin Studley and, you know, just trying to round some stuff up. And Joe Devin's been working on some stuff for us. And, you know, when it comes to racing, it's, you know, everyone's all in the same little circle. So it is, uh, it's funny to see how that goes. Well, Casey, we're definitely going to be pulling for you, my man. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you back out uh, at the dirt track, too, in Arizona running something absolutely brother yeah our, you know our plan we still have our still have our sprint car and still have our motor and everything so you know you'll you'll see us playing around towards the late summer and early fall this year and you're signing new sponsors too i keep seeing new sponsors every everything I, every time i see a post you're always <laughs> posting some of a new sponsor i was like do they know he doesn't race that often <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to fix that right now we're trying to fix that so hopefully we can get this crown deal off the ground and uh and we can keep building these partnerships and and get them represented on a national scale here well if you can't represent on the racetrack by all means talk about who uh, you got backing you yeah no absolutely uh you know jerry and wendy griffin with firehouse subs have been on board with us locally for for quite a while and i talked about steve with paint by steve and and jerry down at the race shack and trying to get them um you know some more business i think they're absolutely a business that we need here in arizona a lot of racers in the valley and there's you know no better place to to go instead of having to sit there and guess on suit size and everything online being able to just go down and pick it up is huge so you know i want to thank them and then of course like i said you know being able to partner with a great group um live like lexi and santan ford marley sports grill to go in and do the silver crown deal is is a dream come true for me and something that we're very much looking forward to and you know, thank you guys for for all that you do on your end because it, it truly does add some value to us for sure. Hey, we do it for you guys. And Casey Schumann did have a, a question for you. I tried to ask on Facebook some fan I'm questions. So but I'm excited to but, see what this is. But it was some, some dirty <laughs> questions from Alex Pettis. So uh, right. you know, we're not, we're not going right. to say those on the podcast. Uh, but no, Casey Schumann wants to know, what's your favorite Mexican uh, place to eat at out here? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, we have a little taco shop that are kind of every, they're sprouting up more and more actually out down here in the East Valley, Los Favoritos. They have just damn good chorizo burritos. So if you're a chorizo burrito fan, that's where it's at. But Shu's always with, with Shu, you got to watch him because he's always trying to hit up all these places and he's got his places back in Indy. Some are decent and some are not. So you got to watch him. He said he was a big, was it Sonorians? Some, some are. No, I don't even, I've never heard of the place. I know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Because he, he shows up here once or twice a year and thinks he's still living back here and knows what he's talking about. <laughs> That's what it is. That, 
I have I have a lot of friends and stuff from the Midwest. And that's the problem. Like you go back there, like you were alluding to, and they're like, "Man, you gotta check out this great Mexican place." And you go there, and you're just like, "I wouldn't feed this to my dog, man." Like, right. exactly. like what in the world, guys? So yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But there. we did talk about <laughs> potentially uh, going out and franchising the Filibertos yes. out in Indiana. Uh, which should have alerted me to his Mexican food choices because I can't. I know you, Jay. I know Carter loves that place, but I cannot stand. I'm just saying it would be good. The racing community would latch on to 24/7 Philly bees in Indiana. That's true. After race, did he talk to you about Taco Bell? She was a big Taco Bell guy too, or was. I don't know. What, I don't know what he's up to now. Well, now he's a late model series director. Rue was saying that Casey was putting on some weight. I don't know, but <laughs> got to fit in, right, with the clientele. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Casey, appreciate you hopping on, man. Can't wait to be uh, cheering for you at the Hoosier 100, the uh, final Hoosier 100 for now it sits. Uh, hopefully they revamp that, bring it back to life after uh, this, and uh, you know they'll see just how important that race is to uh, Indiana. Yeah, no, we, we hope so too. And thank you guys for having me on. And, you know, we look, uh, look forward to actually getting back in a race car and getting to go be a part of history. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. Well, some awesome stuff from Casey Buckman. I do want to uh, thank him for reaching out to me actually this week. Uh, Actually all, both of our guests reached out to me this week. Um, I was, you know, getting ready, uh, geared up on Monday morning. Casey's like, Hey, does running the Hoosier hundred get a spot on the podcast? So I was like, it most definitely does, sir. So, uh, I believe I said, hell yeah. And, uh, so that was cool to uh, have him on releasing the details on that, man. Uh, definitely going to be, uh, it's going to be fun uh, to see uh, what all he can do out there. I mean, you know, like he said in his interview, the you know, expectations, if he can make it in, that'd be awesome. If he can't, though, uh, be drinking some cold beer, watching the final Hoosier hundred. So, so the, I have two questions. One is who got bumped? <laughs> Did you said you were looking? <laughs> don't don't announce it nobody actually got bumped so i it was actually like fresh when i like woke up monday morning fired up the old computer uh to do some things bright and early 8 a.m i had the uh 7 30 wake up call from the dog this week mm, yes um knocking over lamps and stuff so that was fun perfect but uh i was like what the heck because i was you know nascar was running on monday so i was gonna go watch the yep. nascar race so I had the alarm set for like 8 45 you know like all right sleeping a little bit get up watch the race at nine yeah yep. and um Got up, got the computer open, and then I just see like my Facebook Messenger. It was like, hey, I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, so so didn't actually, didn't anything. even get started on the, uh, the hunt. Right. You know, had a few guys who, you know, we've talked to in the past, which both of us talked to, like, hey, man, we've talked about this <laughs> a year and a half ago. You ready to get on? <laughs> yeah, right. It, that's what's funny about it. And I know you you deal with the guests more on this one than anything else. Uh, you know, I let, you know, obviously I let you kind of handle that because you, you're the insider on that stuff. And, but it is funny how every once in a while somebody will come up to me like in the pitch or they'll see me around the track and they'll be like, hey, man, when are you going to have me on? And I'm like, I've been asking, you know, we've been trying to arrange this for two years now. I know for a fact. So right. you, you tell me when. So, you know, because we, you know, we've talked about it. We got some dead time coming up in Arizona. We need it. We need, it'd be nice to have some stuff uh, stockpiled to roll out back then. So let's go, guys. So we do have some future guests already getting lined up. Yeah. Not too sure what the dates are, but we do have uh, RJ Johnson, who's yes. going to be on. And we also have uh, the bullet, Bob Ream Jr. Uh, he wanted to do it. Yeah, it was November or December of last yeah, year. Yeah, I wanted to do right? it last November, but yeah. they had some uh, stuff that came up when we were going to interview them. And I know we've talked about a lot on the show with other uh, drivers and stuff like that, but definitely going to get uh, the bullet on there. He just if- uh, reached out to me, said uh, that Gary Taylor just did one on another podcast. <laughs> and Gary was telling him how awesome it was. So, uh, you know, we get, we're going to get the bullet on. That's yeah. going to be a long one. I already can tell you that right now. Uh, 
But I mean, because he just has stories, and I, I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, those ones. And it's yeah. not one of those where you want to get a guy on and rush him on, rush him off, and stuff like that. I want, I want to hear some stories. And then, you know, I mean, let's go. I mean, you know, Chaz Baca Jr. dominating the uh, mod lights right now. Uh, you said his modified's coming out. I asked you that, and you said his modified's coming out here this week. You know, let's go. Let's get, let's get on this thing. And uh, you know, it's. Questions aren't that weird. Yeah, not that weird. It's, it's taken <laughs> off. It's, it's going a good direction, I feel like. You know, we, t- we talked to uh, Casey Buckman a little bit off air uh, after the interview, and I mean, we probably should have recorded all that, I feel like, because that was some good stuff that he was giving us. I was like, man, why do you... We don't why, want trade secrets out there. Why, why'd you turn the record off? But no, I mean, it was just having an awesome conversation with him. You know, he used to do the podcast stuff and not really podcast stuff, but radio stuff that he was doing with uh, James Argon. You know, he mentioned uh, Kurt Hansen did some TV stuff as well. So, you know, he's been kind of up and down the roads and all sorts of aspects of just trying to get the racing out. And I think, you know, when we started this, that's what we mainly want it to be for, for you, the racers. Uh, yes. To come on, tell your story. If you got a cool story, by all means you want to share it share it i know a lot of fans here you know that's the other side of it too it gives these fans something you know they listen to the podcast this week next week whoever it is you know over the last year that we've been doing this they listen to one of those old podcasts they can put a not really a face to the uh, car but they can at least be like oh man i listened to this guy on a podcast he was funny he was awesome let's make sure to go talk to him after the race yeah i've i've heard that from several people and, and i'm not gonna lie to you i i don't i didn't know who some of you were when we started this uh, <laughs> even though i was at the racetrack every weekend um you know and now and now i recognize you and uh everything and 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 whatnot so I'm, I, it does go a long way and you know uh leads towards sponsorships thanks people and uh you know we're excited to talk to you because it's it's good to know the race driver like you said and then also it's just good to know the outside race side race driver as well i mean we got good feedback on the you know kyle shibley uh i actually had a couple people i'm not gonna lie sorry kyle but a couple people were like man i thought that guy was a jerk you know and they actually thought he was very personal and liked him on the <laughs> podcast so you're welcome. Wow. You're welcome. I, won't, I won't name people, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was pretty funny. Yeah, they use words other than jerk. I would imagine. Uh, I've been through the pits. I know they uh, they probably use words other than jerk, right? <laughs> you know. So and controversy comes up as we've uh, experienced in the last week or so with the uh, you know. But you know, we speak your mind. That's what we're here for. I mean, uh, you know, we don't want anybody you know going whatever. But this this is for race car drivers. This is for the fans and. That's we're kind of glad to be doing it, to be honest with you. Yep, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, doing more and more of these. Here is uh, we're getting ready to come up on one year for the Race with Jason podcast. So yeah, that's exciting say, stuff. I'm getting all the time frames confused, you know, with the uh, video. We're coming up on a year Memorial Day weekend, right? Was it Memorial Day weekend? It was close. The first, to that. It was, I think we did. I think we started with a two day show. Wow! Don't go back and watch that video. Yeah, I can go find that. <laughs> we, we literally overnighted a camera in from God knows where. <laughs> we didn't have a legit tripod. I think we're using like some camera GoPro tripod. Yeah. Like I mean, uh, it was literally like on a Wednesday. We were like, yeah, let's, let's do it for Saturday, and we and we got it all here and set it up, and uh, it's grown a lot, and we have some exciting opportunities coming up for you, race car fans, and appreciate. I appreciate everybody's support out there when uh, I was out at Canyon, uh, what was that, a couple weeks ago for that USAC race, and uh, glad to capture that for those guys and a lot of those drivers up there that, uh, you know, got to see themselves on camera for the first time. And don't forget, this weekend, uh, back in action at Arizona Speedway, going to have the Roses for Mom, a Mother's Day celebration. That's what I'm calling it, at least. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what the schedule says. I've heard a couple different things. It's Mother's Day tribute. There, come out, well, mom. Oh, well, bring your mom's doesn't, out. Doesn't like that mean your mom have to be like dead if you do a tribute <laughs> race, right? 
Well, no, I guess you have I tribute bands. So. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> Saturday night at Arizona Speedway. Got some great racing with the ASCS uh, Southwest Region Wing Sprint Car Guys. They'll be racing uh, for $2,000. Also, have the IMCA Modifieds, IMCA Stock Cars, which has been a great show all year long with those drivers. I've announced 26 different stock cars this year. How can we not get 20 of them at least to the racetrack on one night? Well, there's several reasons for it, but I mean, a lot of them won't drive across town. A lot of them are loyal to other tracks because of that. And, you know, I, it's just going to take time to build, you know, to be honest with you. I think that's all it is and getting well, comfortable. And we need to make know. that happen ASAP. Also, got the mod lights on the card along with the Robert Horn Ford Bombers uh, racing going to be starting at 715 this weekend 7 15 7 15 on get, the sketch i get to take my afternoon nap a little bit longer Exciting. yes you get to uh, enjoy that afternoon nap a little bit uh <laughs> longer there i guess as long as uh some racehorse doesn't get disqualified and it goes on for an extra hour well the preakness isn't this week right no it's two couple weeks, weeks. Two, yeah next week two weeks after that so we did watch some horse racing this week i guess we can get into that a little bit here oh. Mac- maximum security Thought he had it. Thought he had it. I'm like, didn't we cover this? But that was something else. But <laughs> that was on our other podcast. <laughs> we got a lot of these can going we cross on. Promote this? Then? <laughs> yeah, we can so cross promote. Keep myself. I, it's just you know, if if that happened in the racing industry, we would all be up in arms about it. Let's put it that way. We'd all be blaming the race director. What the heck happened? Or the tech guy <laughs> <laughs> that disqualified him. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you know, it's a lot of exciting racing coming up here for the summer and. Um, you know, looking forward to being involved with it. And also, uh, Cocopa Speedway going to be running down in Yuma this weekend as well. They got uh, dwarf cars, sport mods, hobby stocks, street stocks, modifieds all up uh, this weekend. So looking forward to uh, that if you're down in Yuma or in uh, Southern California because they do draw a lot from uh, there too, as I've seen on their uh, drivers. A lot of them are from uh, California no, I mean, when I go like race motor and stuff yeah, like what that. Is, what is it? Three hours from, you know, L.A., Southern California area there. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And um, three and a half hours probably uh, makes perfect sense out there. And it, it that's a track we definitely need to get to as well, just because just to see the difference on the. Because, you know, how, you know, we've seen racing in New Mexico. We've seen New Mexico. Well, I've been on a Yuma a few times. Like I actually called some races down there. With, for, uh, uh, oh, with the other guys? For right? the USAC. Yeah, but that's what Southwest I'm saying, for USAC, yeah. so it wasn't for the modified no, no, no. Like that, of stock cars. But, you know, we've seen racing, you know, and it's amazing how racing is different in every state. And now that Benji's taking over, I kind of want to go out there and see what all yeah, he's added. You I know, heard nothing to but it good and things stuff about like that. It, so so uh, yeah. it went dark there for a little bit, but definitely looking forward to uh, getting back out there at some point. So uh, we got to get our racing uh, vacation. And uh, I saw Benji just had a birthday. I don't follow him on anything. And he's getting married. No, it's yeah. Congratulations. I have no idea why I saw that it was his birthday, but happy birthday, Benji, because I don't follow you or anything. Well, now you can add him as a friend. You, mm. He's been tagged a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which means somebody I follow, you know, commented on it or something. Probably Tony still. Blame T still. I don't follow Tony Steele either. Oh. Well, on a side note, man, why don't you guys follow me, man? What the heck? So. Add, add Steve. Steve doesn't like adding anybody. So add Steve. Yeah. And make sure you... Oh, you let my secret out. Yeah. And make sure you, make sure you follow Steve as well on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at smac 500 You can also check me out at JasonCarter03. Love talking race with everybody on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, got a few more followers this week after pumping out my name. 
over the uh, the loudspeaker there. So pumping out your name. You only pump out your name too <laughs> on the loudspeaker. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> and then uh, you, you do enough of that. I mean, we do enough of that. Getting the letting people know where you know to find their race videos and and all that stuff. So I, I guess we should address the elephant in the room on the Arizona Speedway videos for this week. That so Jason really quick decides that he likes this mic that reaches really far. It's a good mic. It sounded good last week in Tucson. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's yelling at us, <laughs> and it's very echoey. So uh, we have been, well, I have been uh, adjusting volume levels on it, and it's a timely process, more timely process than I thought it would be. But. So I'll take blame for that, because when I went and I plugged it in, <laughs> I thought I had it plugged into the other pot that was already in there. I just plugged in the actual cords that were already plugged in i just plugged in into the yeah, yeah. mic setup and everything it was ready to rock and roll and i did not adjust the sound settings accordingly <laughs> um so sorry if it sounds like i'm yelling at people um, <laughs> I, I've, I've adjusted it's taking it's taking longer than it's 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 like two buttons right right but then you have to find the right level uh and it it fluctuates so much that it's like it's just turned into this giant thing so so when you see these videos uh and you pay attention this week you know be be mindful of your volume yes blame me and uh, we'll, we'll make sure we do the audio checks beforehand a little bit uh this weekend and also uh want to uh make a quick shout out to Josh Monday, who finished sixth in the first Bomber main event. He was a recipient of a six-pack this week. He was uh, very was it, happy. Was it Coors Light again? Yes, Coors Light again. Sorry, Gary. Um, but my we, do favorite. A, we do have a six-pack of Kilt Lifter in the fridge, so I might just yeah, I have you bring that this weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah, and right. then... Uh, well, really quick, your comment to me was after he won was... Was is he old enough to drink? Definitely was old enough. Definitely <laughs> is not yeah. a youngster. For some reason, I thought he was a lot younger than what he than what he was. I was I thinking even... of somebody else too because I was thinking I don't know who I was thinking of, but I was thinking he was like a you know seventeen, eighteen year old kid. Yeah, I don't something. know who I was thinking of, but no, that is not Josh at all. <laughs> I saw him in Victor Lane. I was like, hmm, we're a little off on that one. Yeah, we're we're definitely <laughs> off on that one. Um, and then Mark Farns, he got a sixer this weekend, not for finishing six, but for uh, just putting on two badass races, picking up two main event wins in the Bomber class. Yeah, that, so. pretty impressive, especially in that where they were banging and, cra- you know, crashing and cautions. And, and that last one, he had to start from the back by virtue yeah. of winning the first one. He had to start yeah. tail end of the field and uh, came up and won. Last lap, last corner pass. Exciting and stuff. quote unquote reward is Coors Light. Yeah, well, apparently they didn't have a second trophy. So he was like, where's my uh, trophy? I was like, you know what, <laughs> you dude? I don't know. Um, so uh, we had these plaques that were done up this year um, by somebody. It's gonna, it, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, so I'm sorry. Um, but they brought out plaques for the first race, which is supposed to be ran during the League of Expedition Classic. Yes. And Mark swears to God they brought out plaques for this race, too. So there should be two sets of plaques. But uh, he did not get set of plaque number two, so I uh, gave him a six pack of beer, and uh, he was more than happy to uh, accept that oh, as yeah, a trophy. Say, no problem until he well, drinks it, <laughs> and you know, make sure we get the uh, plaques out there for him and, and everything, because that is a prideful thing for these drivers when they win. So definitely hang the trophy up in the shop. I like it. Anyways, I appreciate all you race fans for listening. God bless you. God bless the troops, and God bless America.